Hi, welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Visa. Thanks. Hi, um, this is a finance-based podcast, though I do sometimes put my opinions in it. Um, this is a warning for those that are sensitive to political topics. If you do not care for my opinion, please do skip uh, to 8.15 or 8.30 of this episode, um, as I will be mentioning and talking about the George Floyd incident. Thank you. Before we jump into uh, this week's weekly play section, I want to dedicate this episode to George Floyd. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk and rhetoric going around about the entire situation. Um, but I want to give my opinion in the most neutral way possible. Um, and this is because I've always been neutral. Uh, nothing has changed. So please... You know, I've seen that meme where, you know, if you're neutral during this time, you're siding with the oppressor. Um, I've been neutral my entire life. I just want everyone to be happy. Um, and I want to do it the way that I think is the best. But I'm not going to tell you what I think is the best here because you don't need to be lectured on poli sci from this uneducated man uh, talking to a microphone by himself in his room, right? You don't need that. Um, you get plenty of your news from the sources that you like, and you listen to what you want to hear. And I think a lot of guys and girls that listen to this podcast enjoy this podcast because it's uh, it's pretty down the middle. Um, there are times where I might get triggered. I might say something about you know someone complaining about a few millions dollars worth of donations that was completely optional. Um, and here I am saying that you know uh, I do think that the George Floyd incident is. It, it was really impactful. It's really sad. And so um, I've went ahead and donated $100 to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, I also want to just acknowledge that uh, a message that they put out that a lot of they've been getting a lot of donations as of recent and that they have received plenty. And there are other uh, organizations that deserve the uh, donations that you would send as well. So that's just first and foremost. Um, going back to George Floyd, it really does suck um, that that incident happened. Um, you know, riots, looting, trashing, there are many different reasons people do different things. And there will always be really bad apples that ruin it for everybody else. But, you know, there are times where riots you know, are okay. Um, there are other times where looting is okay because looting is a derivative of trashing, right? You need to make a statement and maybe trashing isn't as violent as like straight up beating someone up or killing someone. So trashing, there's there's a time and place for it. It might've been just this week, um, but I don't want to get too political and everything. I just want to acknowledge that this is a very sad event um, and that anyone that wants to condone in that behavior of looting, trashing, or protesting, just know that I support the cause, but please, I, I, I beg of you, just 
be safe, right? Like don't you don't need to put your own life at risk. You can be part of the cause. You can help the cause in so many different ways that doesn't involve putting your life in danger. Sure, maybe some things are less impactful than others, but please, you you deserve your life. You deserve to live your life. You deserve to raise your kids. You deserve to make your husband, your your wife happy. You deserve the world. Don't let some spontaneous decision change your life or, you know, change the duration of your life when you have your whole entire life ahead of you. One last message that I want to leave off with is um, leave the mom and pop shops alone. Leave the streetwear shops alone. A lot of them are black owned um, and really not a good look when you're selling or when you're like looting sneakers um, and trying to defend a message, right? Like that that's your that's your own right like this is a person that's made it doing what they really love to do um and they provide a lot for the streetwear culture they provide you know positive role models for the black culture and it just seems so wrong that you would that you would loot your own right like it doesn't look good and that's my that's that's my opinion um you know uh, people of all races loot the mom and pop stores but you know the media is watching and this is i i already know i'm gonna get flack for anything i say here but like i i love everybody equally right like you you guys and girls already know that i'm trying to bring girls into finance right like i i'm I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but like you, everybody, like just make sure you know if you're looting or you're trashing somewhere that you know that it's going to represent the movement and it's not going to represent your greed um, over a pair of sneakers over someone's life. I feel really bad for the owners of round two. Um, This is a streetwear uh, you, I guess you could call it a mom and pop shop, uh, streetwear company. And it's sad. It's sad knowing that the owners are really cool, that they're ever loving and that people that would shop there, that would look them in the eye would loot from the store. It's like, I'm telling you, there are bad apples out there and I know all the rioters do not condone what they did but that is what the media is showing and if you are part of this movement right now if you're in the front lines you know representing George Floyd and all the injustice that's ever happened you have to know that the media is watching and that you know while I don't side for anything to do with the media it is what the majority of people do see that are not in the front lines that are at home just watching tv and every every action is just another excuse for them to build their own opinion on any part of this said movement and that you should really be careful of what you do and seeing that if your actions are consistent with your 
beliefs. So going into the weekly place, um, as my Twitter followers would know, I donated a hundred dollars to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, you know, I've had an awesome, awesome year. Uh, I cannot be more grateful for all the lessons that I've learned and that I've put to the test, and are and am continuing to put to the test. As you guys and girls know, I post my trades right when I open them. And I close my logs right when I close them. So you can look at my trading history at thetagang.com slash junie. And you see all of my closed trades, right? Like all my winners, all my losers. And I walk the walk, right? I've made plenty in this COVID crash, during this COVID crash. And I'm putting those gains not only into COVID by donating to robinhood.org, but I'm donating to also Minnesota Freedom Fund, right? I make plenty. I've made plenty. So I give plenty. There are a lot of people on Wall Street Bets, a lot of people on Twitter that always post their big winners that that make you know newbies think that they're gods. But they're not, right? If you win often and if you win big often, you wouldn't feel the need to show it off. But I win all the time right? Not every single trade, but I went often enough to where it would be annoying if I posted all my winners. But I don't. I don't want people to join for the wrong reasons. I don't want people to join my Patreon just because, um, you know, they think I'm a trading god. I'm not. I'm literally just one of you that has just better discipline and maybe a little bit more experience. But as far as my trading style goes, it's very simple. Um, you know, my gains are all from you know, smaller wins. Like there's no big 10K win, no 10K gain. It's a lot of building of the portfolio through smaller trades, right? Like I win consistently, though I don't win a lot at once, but I'm okay with that because this lets me trade for the rest of my life. It lets me trade with the sane mind. I'm never wishing that the spy crashes. Uh, I'm not ever wishing that you know this company makes more uh during covid i'm just playing my own game right i'm i have my own system and i'm proving that it works and anyone that wants to join patreon and all that stuff should want to join to become a better trader instead of just blindly follow trades you need to join with an open mind and you you need to not be so set on making that 10 10x bag right that being said, I do want to just go quickly into the new website updates as there's not much. Um, right now, and I mean right now as I'm recording this, because you're going to be listening to this maybe a day after, there are four slots open on the Patreon tiers. Um, but I do need to just give this reminder that if once you join, you have to pay like right away. And then you pay again on the first of every month. And people ask me, like, why is this set up like this all the time? And I post monthly these really long thoughtful posts about my um, feelings on the market about like my watch list and all this stuff so you get a lot of content right when you sign up 
that I feel like I would get robbed if you just like decided to pledge but didn't pledge at the end of the month. And I, it was like a whole thing. So I have the Patreon set up where you have to pay no matter what when you first join and then pay again uh, on the first of the next month. Uh, and I talk about this briefly um, on my Patreon post that's like pinned to the top or just my About Me page. And it's just a disclaimer saying if you sign up at the end of the month, there's pros and cons to that where if you wanted to get a seat, you'd be guaranteed a seat if you paid uh, right away and then um, just paid again at the end of the month or on the first of the next month. Whereas, you know, maybe you can wait until the next month starts, like on the first and then sign up because then at that time you only need to pay once. But that's when the most competition is. That's where a lot of people will probably be refreshing the page um, to get a slot uh, by only playing one, <laughs> paying once. Um, so there's pros and cons. You can pay twice to guarantee a seat or just pay once, but you'll go against uh, other people. Now, um, going into this month of June, January, February, March, April, May, June, <laughs> this month of June, um, 10 more slots will be opening up uh, at the $120 tier. So there will be plenty of seats um, come tomorrow. Um, so there's no rush. Like if you're listening to this right now, don't, don't fret. There's always going to be a seat. I highly doubt these would get sold out. Um, so if you have the money, you can join. Otherwise, if you can't afford it, like I always say, stay away. Do not sign up for any financial service platform if you cannot afford it. Um, that's my number one advice. There's a lot of free content out there. There's my podcast. And there is you know other people's podcasts and lots of YouTube videos you can watch. Tastyworks has an excellent series. Like There's a lot of free stuff out there. So just don't feel pressured to ever join. And lastly, before we hop into today's topic, um, I do want to say that the next feature, the very next feature that's going to come out is a patron-specific one. Um, if you're a patron, you will be able to go to a ticker like you normally would by typing in the search bar, maybe spy. And then on the sides, you know, where there's like a lot of white space, there will be charts there, or in this instance, a chart because it's the first one and it's going to be a sentiment tracker. So like the last 50 or hundred so trades are people bearish, are people bullish? And, uh, it's gonna be really cool. Uh, I'm going to be getting direct feedback from people in Discord, and then maybe we will discuss like how we would introduce it to the public if we wanted. And lastly, I promise, I keep saying lastly, but this is the last point. Uh, I just want to give a huge, huge shout out to Matt W. and Jimmy. Um, they are no longer in the Discord. Um, they've opted out of the service, um, but that's just natural. Um, a lot of people do come and go. Uh, they've been a patron for a pretty long time, uh, but you know, as you learn more and more in the Discord and in the service, um, there there is diminishing returns, and I totally agree with their decision. They are excellent traders with excellent mindsets, um, but I did want to do a very dedicated uh, thank you to them. So if you guys are listening, thank you so much for what you've provided. I've learned a lot uh, as well, and I'll be carrying on. Um, just the Theta Gang mentality. Um, so thank you. Okay, um, today's topic is going to be more of an edgy one. Um, 
as most of my episodes are because I'm real. <laughs> um, today's topic is best stocks to wheel, and it has to be the most common question ever, especially as of recent. Um, okay, let's just start off with what the wheel is. The wheel is a strategy where you sell a naked put. Um, and what that does is it puts up obligation uh, on yourself to buy the stock at a specific price if it dips down too low. Um, and th while that can be itself a regular trade where you just want to get assigned on the stock at a particular price uh, and then just coast uh, by owning the stock and just holding it forever or selling the stock, whatever you decide to do, um, the wheel is defined by the latter half of that strategy where you sell a covered call on that position that you got signed on. Um, and when you sell a covered call, you basically receive premium promising, hey, if the stock goes up past this price, I will sell it to you for that price. Otherwise, I will keep the money that I promised you on that contract. Um, and with that out of the way, uh, if there's a little bit more, if there's a little bit more that you need to understand, and if that totally didn't make sense, I have a episode based strictly on the wheel that will make a little bit more sense than this one. So I just wanted to preface this uh, topic with that, uh, you know, example. And uh, if you do need to learn more, just go ahead and find my other wheel episode. Uh, otherwise, uh, stay tuned. So, you know, as a as a new trader you come into the market you're really eager and maybe you buy calls and you buy puts and those don't work out uh and then you get you know burned out or you know destroy your portfolio a few times and then someday you get really sick of that and you're like you know what i want to look up a new strategy and then in that time you look up you know what uh selling credit is and then maybe you maybe you've seen theta gang on wall street bets before and you're like oh what's that you start learning Theta Yang style strategies. Uh, your first inclination uh, throughout learning all the different types of strategies is probably going to be the wheel. And it's very attractive because if you approach it at the right mindset, it is absolutely a win-win scenario, no matter what. But you have to have the right mindset. Now, here is where a healthy mindset is from, and it's one that I advocate all the time in my Discord. And it's one of which where you really actually want to hold the stock. But, you know, I'll go into the unhealthy example a little bit later. But here we go. So right now, let's see. Let's look up live right now. What is NVIDIA trading at? Boom. NVIDIA is trading at 355 right now. If I wanted to wheel NVIDIA, if I wanted to make this a win-win scenario for me, I would first want to hold NVIDIA stock, right? Like I really believe in this company. Regardless of the run-up, regardless of any correction that might happen, I want to be a shareholder of NVIDIA because I really like the dividend, I like the growth, I like this and that. I want to be a shareholder of NVIDIA. So you go to the market, maybe it's Monday, right now it's Sunday for me, but maybe on Monday morning you're like, okay, I want to go and buy NVIDIA. Now, you can make that market order. You can just put out in the wild, say, hey, I want to buy 355 uh, I want to buy NVIDIA at $355. Now, that is one strategy. And, you know, most of the times that will work, right? Just like holding stock for like the rest of your life is probably the best strategy that anyone could ever employ. But most people don't because that's boring. So here's the next step. Maybe uh, you want to get NVIDIA, but you think it's a little bit too high right now. Now, that's where you should put your money where your mouth is because you know about the wheel, so the wheel, you can sell the 340 put on NVIDIA 
If Nvidia dips down to 340, you're forced to purchase 100 shares of it. Um, and bingo, bingo, bongo, you just got in at a better price than the previous 355. So in this scenario, it was infinitely better to sell the put because otherwise you would have bought it at 355, right? So now that you own the stock at 340 a piece because you own 100 of them now, um, you can either sit on it and go long for the rest of your life or you can sell covered calls and then so now Nvidia is trading at 340 you don't think it's gonna go back up to 355 anytime soon so you sell the 355 call and you collect premium on that and it helps lower your break even and you know you're collecting money as it trades flat or down and you're lowering your break even that way it's just all around it's just better than buying at market price the only the only other strategy that makes it remotely better is if you had bought the stock outright and Nvidia surged another like 10%, right? That in that scenario, it's it's the wheel is worse. But if you want a peace of mind uh, and you really want to put your money where your mouth is because most of the time people just talk and talk and talk and don't actually put any action on it. People say, oh, I'm going to buy this at 340 or I'm going to double down at you know 300, whatever. You can make those style bets and get paid for it. So if you're real, you would put your money where your mouth is and sell the put. Okay, so now with all that being said, I feel like that made my point. Um, another crucial point is, uh, hey, Junie, um, I don't got uh, you know 30k to blow. <laughs> I don't. I can't afford to buy or sell Nvidia by uh, bulks of 100, and I completely understand. The one of the most important or most common questions uh, that I get is, what is the uh, best stock to wheel at? x right they give you they give you some sort of like number that represents their portfolio like what's the best stock that i could wheel for three thousand dollars what's the best stock i could wheel for four thousand five thousand dollars and to that we have to always go back to the fundamentals of you know if you put yourself in a scenario where your max loss is owning shares you have to assume max loss you have to account for max loss so when you ask Anyone on ThetaGang.com or Twitter, what's the best stock stock to wheel? It's the best. The best stock is the one that you want to actually hold because the hardest part of the wheel that nobody ever talks about is owning the stock. Because what happens, right? Like you know, there's a lot of good cheap stocks that you can wheel and that have lots of high premium, high implied volatility on there. But what's the point of all that if you get assigned on this very volatile, cheap stock of a company that you've never cared about and it continues dipping down, right? Your covered calls that you know you would exit at a break even suddenly become like worthless, like maybe like one or two dollars that just doesn't make sense to uh, collect premium on. And now you're stuck holding like two or three K worth of the stock that you've never heard of that you don't care about. Now you're contemplating, oh, should I just sell all this stock and look for another wheel? Well, you just basically put yourself two or three K down the toilet. Um, and that would take a quite a bit of time to recoup on losses by executing other wheels. So then the question always turns into, okay, Junie, I won't invest into companies I don't like, but all the companies I do like are too expensive. And to that, that's where, you know, I kind of say too bad. Um, there has to come a point in your life where you have to realize that you need to work on your bankroll, you need to work on yourself, you need to make more money, you need to do something um, that will get you to be able to play safer positions that you could compound into bigger and bigger bankrolls. Or maybe the wheel is just not for you. I did not run wheels during my first few like 
I guess in my first 100 trades, maybe, uh, you could look at my history again at theatergain.com slash Juni. In the very beginning, I, when I was proving out the strategy, I did not run wheels like at all, right? I couldn't afford them. I was very much in your shoes. I would do put credit spreads, call credit spreads, everything with a defined loss. Though those have smaller returns than wheels because, again, wheels are technically undefined risk. Um, and you get paid out more for doing the wheel versus a defined risk trade like a put credit spread or a call credit spread, um, you want to make sure that you're not uh, like cornering yourself into taking a position that is detrimental for your long-term success. Meaning don't run a wheel because you think the stock has good IV, um, but not accounting for max loss. Like that stock that you're going to run a wheel on that's like 20 bucks can continue dipping down and forever. It doesn't mean the market is rigged. It means that that stock is cheap for a reason. Okay. So you need to be absolutely real with yourself when you execute a wheel, especially a cheap one that if you do you really want to hold that stock or did you just listen to someone on stock twits say that they're doubling down at this price no matter what, because this is going to pay for their kids college tuition, right? Don't fall for that. Because they don't have their trades logged. I have my trades logged. And I'm talking all this poop on them right now. Because none of those people can ever, ever amount to any sort of opinion that is beneficial for you. They are a random person on the internet that you should not listen to. Why would you take advice from someone that doesn't care about you at all on an internet forum? It just baffles me. Um, baffles me. <laughs> that sound is so whack. Okay, I didn't mean to say baffles me. That's that sounds whack. But my point still stands. You should not be taking advice from someone on the internet. And you know, while I give advice and while I am on the internet, please exercise your judgment when you listen to me. I'm not telling you gospel. I'm just telling you, you know, my previous experiences for free. This is a free podcast. And it, I just want to protect you from those people that are in it for themselves. Maybe they click the short button and then they, you know, toggle the bearish button on StockTwits and they start posting bearish things. They, they are in it for themselves and they will never, ever hold to their opinion, especially if they're wrong. So going into it, if you do not have enough to wheel on a company that you truly want to hold, then you are in a scenario where you just cannot afford to do that strategy. Okay, a lot of people will say, you know, do the wheel. You collect a lot of premium on these companies, but they have premium for a reason because they're volatile. They're, you know, price discovery hasn't happened on them. And you're just setting yourself up for disappointment or failure. Um, you know, maybe you are successful with this strategy, but you'll never be able to prove it unless if you log it. Right, like so, log your trades on theta.com, Prove it to me. Tag me in the trades. Be like, Yo, Junie, look, I'm making premium on these. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. blah. Um, I have a strong hunch you will get assigned one day, and you're going to eventually sell your shares and not tell anybody. Um, so, given that, if you do finally make enough, right, like. I started putting more in my portfolio every week. I started executing trades that I felt more confident on. And I built up my bankroll. And then I started wheeling companies that I actually enjoyed. That's where you collect the premium. That's where the wheels really start to kick in. Because you're starting to collect hundreds of dollars for a stock that you absolutely love. Just like I did with NVIDIA and Apple. Do you guys, do you guys and girls remember that? When I got assigned on NVIDIA and Apple at like $300. And COVID crash dropped them both down to like the $200 range. 
I didn't think twice about selling because I liked the company. I am so, so many, oh my God, so many people take advantage of, of how cool the wheel is, but don't actually execute the wheel property. I'm pretty sure that given any other person that you know is newer or that would have tried out the strategy, would have just sold the shares outright when the market crashed to 200 because they didn't actually want to hold the shares. I wanted to hold the shares because I liked the company. And look at me, I am now donating my, my profits, um, not all of my profits obviously, but I'm donating some because I've made a lot and I've stuck to my word. Like I'm living proof that the wheel works and I'm, although I don't make an example of uh, you know, wheeling companies that are cheaper to run wheels on, um, I'm just giving my honest opinion about like how volatility is there because price discovery hasn't happened and they're volatile for a reason and they could continue going down even when the market is going up. That's why saving up for uh, bigger wheels like Nvidia or maybe um, you know just any other company that is has a larger market cap where price is a little bit more stable, that is where the real money is made from wheels. Don't listen to that clickbaity article that promises you 10x gains for compounding wheels because that is, while I don't even think that's possible and I just like made up that headline, like don't fall for anything like that. If you guys and girls ever have a genuine question that does not just solely benefit you, you can always ask me on Twitter and I will re reply to it publicly so that, you know, um, people understand um, just, you know, better more more transparency in strategies um, like don't ask me what i think about your call contract but you can ask me like what you know the pitfalls are on this particular strategy or you know what's a real opinion on this and i'll give you like my insight on on those things i never mind those but i do mind if you ask me an opinion on a position like that's obviously um something reserved for the people that to support the website and podcast, my patrons. Um, but more importantly, that only benefits you. So please, um, if you have questions about the wheel, I love talking about it because um, I feel <laughs> I am so energized right now because there's so many fake people on Twitter um, and on YouTube um, and on StockFoots that just represent it so wrong. Um, but I'm here. All right, this is the outro now. Um, not all Patreon seats are sold out. There's an $80 tier and there's $300 tiers, but I always advise just wait till the first of the month if you if you can wait. Um, and then especially because there are 10 more $120 seats being released um, sometime following this recording. Um, please follow me on Twitter at RealThetaGang and you can email me at Juni at ThetaGang.com. Uh, Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the referral code Theta Gang, uh, all caps, one word, is a huge help to the podcast and website. Uh, I want to give a quick uh, extended shout out to a few of my patrons here. 
uh, Lifesaver 87, France, Mike D, Slow Motion, Nick Fires, Underbridge, Rico, The String Puller, The Iron Man, Mitch Brady 7, Good Job Wilson, DDSS, Option Options, Eric Kirkland, Jimmy, Matt W, Associate K, Ryzen, TCR94, Like Avis, Andrew EC, Kim, Anthony 511, Moose Ninja, Deep Gift, Menno Dum Dum, Grand Pound 95, HP Larry, Leo Jetson, El Finko, Make More 2, Just Send It, Vicious Poultry, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner. Oh, I love saying your guys' names back to back. <laughs> Kawabunga Dudes, Def Mac, Jack Jew, Desentia, Saltwater Cure, Led Lord Skeletors, Cheddar, Cappuccino, Very Sexy, Matthew Hans, Snowpat, X Kyle, Lazy Reserve, Claudios, KOS Wef, The Jester, Salty Pie, IRR Guy, uh, Christy B. Cream Boy, PJ54, Armies, Kaput, Theta Gang Sky, Omar Little, Eprasad 7, Fight Clubs, Weenie Hut Jr., Checker Ben, Dilly, V2K, Lucas C., uh, Expert Bruno, Restier, Walco, Abstracto, Pandero, Russian Bot, Shifty, Uber Ubi, KS Duke, and Huegway, Hugo, Huegway, Huegway, <laughs> 2004. Wow, that's a, I need to get better at that last one. Um, thank you for um, just tuning in. This was an emotionally charged episode with everything going on but please do stay safe uh your life matters black lives matter um just god there's so much negativity right now it's hard to stay as positive as i usually do but i just do always want to remind you that there are people that love you you matter um and it's just almost surreal how lucky I've been and I'm entirely grateful for the for the opportunity to bring such a cool platform where everyone is you know pretty nice I have not had a troll yet which feels pretty cool I know I will receive one one day but it's nice having something to look forward to every Sunday where I record and um you know being an engineer right now job security is pretty nice i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for both of my parents being still alive i'm grateful for um the friends i have right now i feel like they've made a huge impact in my life because i didn't uh i didn't really believe in friends it's more like a i believed it was more of a proximity thing though i still think that's true it's like less so now um it, it's a lot it's a there's a lot going on right now um i'm i'm just happy i'm i'm th i'm thankful i'm thankful i'm re ending this recording feeling really really good and i hope that you know you guys and girls continue to listen and we can have these weird introspective moments um but yeah i mean this is i hope this just goes as a recording that i'm just a regular person i'm not like some rich successful person hosting a website um having someone else run it i'm the only one running it i'm the only one on my twitter i'm the only one like moderating stuff i'm it's a it's a lot of work uh but it feels good like working on it at night um yeah